This is the UCI Architects reporting live from TechEd. It's a mini episode for today and I'm joined by Starley Hansen who's been speaking this week as well. So Starley, can I hear your impressions of TechEd this week? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, I arrived uh, at uh, Monday and um, I, th- I thought TechEd this year was uh, quite a good conference. Lots of content. But uh, my main impression, especially for Link, is that um, th- there wasn't much new stuff. So it was a lot of the same topics that were in Tech in North America. But I also noticed that the audience were quite interested. They asked yeah. a lot of questions. So there is a need for it, even though there are not much new stuff. They get re-delivered and delivered in different ways with different speakers. So still, I, I think it's a really interesting place to be. Yeah, I saw in a few sessions people were hanging around afterwards to ask a lot of questions. Uh, at the end of mine, there was a queue of people that, that wanted to know about various things. Very interactive, very interested. And you see, you speak to a lot of people who are doing a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Uh, you know, people working in IT are not a thing of the past. Yeah, people are stepping up to the challenge. Yeah, they are. So yeah, my, my this was my first ever tech ed. So it was interesting for me because I've never been to a tech ed in Europe before. Uh, so I was amazed at the scale of it. And for, for working things like the booths, it was quite a busy week. Yeah, it was. And uh, I talked to the Microsoft guys and they said uh, they were surprised of the activity actually at the booth. Yeah, so uh, myself, uh, you, uh, Michael Van Horenbeek and Tom, uh, out of the UC Architects. We're all standing on the, the office stands, which encompasses Link, Exchange, Yammer, and some of the other products as well. And I was uh, originally staffing the Yammer booth, but there weren't many people around, to be honest. So I, all the interest uh, for the areas that I work with were, was really around Exchange. So I was very surprised. Uh, so I started on the Work Together booth. No one was really asking about Yammer. I did a few demos because there is a place for it, uh, despite what uh, some of our, our fellow UC architects might say. Uh, but there was a queue of people waiting to ask exchange questions. And uh, at one point, there were four of us. Myself, uh, two of the UK uh, TSPs, who are uh, Microsoft technical people, and uh, Brian Reed, MCM, MCSM. Once I've started, there's so many things. VTSP and of course MVP, uh, who and we were all there for. I was on for an extra hour just answering questions about Exchange, both on prem and in the cloud. In particular, I was surprised about how many on prem Exchange 2013 questions there are, uh, especially outside of the UK. There's a lot of interest and a lot of projects implementing Exchange 2013, either starting or in progress. So it's really, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed right. that drawing yeah. out designs and all that sort of stuff on the boards. Yeah, it was a huge whiteboard there. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because you can you start talking about an idea with somebody, and you say, actually, we've got the big whiteboard. Let's go and use it. Yeah. So, so how is it for you with Link? Yeah, so there was a lot of Link questions as well, and uh, what I noticed is that most of the questions are about Link and how to do more with Link. Yeah. So uh, lots of enterprise voice questions, lots of external access and federation questions. But there were two questions that, that uh, were quite typical, and that was uh, when will Skype do video with Link? Yeah. And the other question was when will Link Online get Enterprise Voice? Right, so, okay. Uh, yeah, so the answer to the last question was like um, when it's get there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not much we can say, but... Uh, so, I mean, do we know if it's coming or not? 
Uh, was anything announced? There is, uh, what I said, there's an arrow. Yeah. It goes there. So, so there is uh, a roadmap for it, but uh, what features and when they will arrive, no one knows. Yeah. Uh, so we could be waiting quite a while. So there's no reason to, to stop on-prem deployments. No, unless, not really, because... Uh, unless you're talking five years out before you even started. Maybe, and and, uh, and you don't know what features will come, right? So yeah. th- uh, the ship trunk providers, what will be there, and, yeah. um, and still you can do much more with the link deployment on-premise yeah. than you can in link online. So to the second question, the, the Skype uh, video, actually yeah. th- that will come now in version two of the Skype integration. Right, okay. So for those having a Skype integration today, you don't have to do anything because it will be just be turned on uh, with um, with the Skype um, V2 uh, version. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that and Skype ID, you can add a Skype ID to a link. But at least oh, right, okay. that will also be available in, in uh, Skype V2. So, so uh, it, it's going to be seamless. Yeah, and, uh, and when it comes, well, uh, they said soon. Soon. Yeah. Did they show off anything this week? Did they show it in, in action? Yeah, actually, they did. They did. And um, I was at a session, Skype uh, and Link uh, version 2, and uh, they showed video peer-to-peer, of course. Yeah. And they also showed uh, Skype video from a browser with oh, Link. Right. And they showed from uh, from Skype to a Link Mobile. Wow! So so it's not just vaporware. This is something that's actually happening. They've built it. Yeah, it's still it ironing could, out the it bugs. It could be a time. It could be a while before it's rolled out. Yeah, it's, it's soon. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've banged on about product quality enough in previous episodes <laughs> to know that we'd rather it's ready when it's ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, anything else that people were sort of really, you know, grasping onto with Link and all the other technologies that were discussed? Yeah, it's a lot of uh, interrupt or hybrid, yeah. uh, as I would say. Uh, so, video interrupts questions, of course, and and hybrid with uh, uh, Link on prem and Exchange online, yeah. and Link online and Exchange on prem. Yeah. And uh, there actually was an interesting new session here, this uh, ticket that. Uh, talked about uh, multi-forests yeah. and link and exchange integration. That was actually a good talk, so I recommend checking that out because yeah. it's uh, based on a white paper that was released a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So that's new information. Oh, cool. Uh, a, a lot of the questions for the exchange booth were support questions. Uh, or how do I do this with my existing deployments? So yeah. Or why doesn't this there. work for me? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, uh, but there was, there's also quite a few Exchange 2007 to 2013 deployment questions. Uh, that people wanting to understand what they need to implement to, to get all those things working. Uh, and of course, there's some great tools to show people. So I show people the Exchange Deployment Assistant. Then I remembered I've got some articles on msexchange.org uh, that, that show that off. So it's quite interesting to show people, one, things that I've written uh, that they're going to go take home and use. Right. Uh, so it's, it's nice to sort of do that in person for once rather than just hearing that feedback over the net. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, people asking questions about multi-factor authentication without wanting to see that both on-prem and in the cloud. But a lot of people saying, well, I don't just want to use a cloud service or I don't want to use a cloud service at all. I want to keep it all on-prem. Some of those, again, you know, German customers with particular requirements, uh, but but also across the board, that kind of thing. There's a lot of people who are going to stick with Exchange for the foreseeable future. And because we keep on hearing about the death of email, the death of Exchange, everyone's moving to it, uh, it, it was quite a refreshing surprise to see actually 
there's a lot of interest, you know, more interest than some of the other products. And it was very good to see some of the new features in action. So on the booths, we already had clutter ready to use, which was nice. So we could actually show off clutter and see it in real life uh, for the first time and show people groups. So on the work together stand, I was demonstrating things like public folders, public groups, distribution groups, and then if they wanted to see Yammer, show them a little bit of that as well. Uh, they didn't kick me off for that, but I did it when they were not looking. <laughs> uh, they thought I was joking. Maybe I was, who knows. Uh, so that, yeah, the boot duty was good. Yeah, it's, uh, was, uh, it's always fun to hang around and talk about Link and stuff. Yeah. So, Office Garage is uh, what one of my first sort of session of the week. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, suddenly Did I saw you being there, being <laughs> recorded. Was it streaming live or...? I don't know whether it was streaming live. I'm not sure. I, <laughs> some people said it was, but I, I tried to find it later on to see where they were streaming it from to see whether it was. So if you saw it, um, great. Um, but I don't think it was, it's. I don't think it's recorded to go up on the Channel Nine site. Right. Uh, so did were you there in the audience? Yeah, I saw a picture of it at least. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that the, that was. Uh, if you look on YouTube at the moment, you'll see uh, Jeremy Chapman presenting the official version of it, uh, which is the recorded one where he goes and shows how quickly he can create 150 users in PowerShell while he waits for a space shuttle to launch. I was talking to a few people about that and they said, well, they're not launching shuttles anymore. So where, when did he do this? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting video. So the YouTube video, he sits for four and a half minutes twiddling his thumbs in, while the space shuttle launches going, yep, I'm refreshing the screen. And he's, uh, I suppose he said, oh, I thought they were going to cut that. So have a watch of that and you can see that both that part one and part two, where we sort of go covered the basics and then covered the more advanced stuff. Uh, so the, the chap Greg in the, the content team, one of the scripting guys, uh, did that on the YouTube videos. Uh, and I sort of filled the, filled the place for him at TechEd to present that on stage. So it's good fun, it's good fun. Yeah. Uh, so you did a session this week. Uh, yeah. One of a few that the UC architects have done. Uh, and how did that go? And tell us a little bit about what it was about. Yeah, it was. Uh, it went well. Uh, it wasn't that deep technical session. Yeah. It was more about how to succeed with Link Mobile and Enterprise Voice. Yeah. So this is going to be on Channel Nine by the time you listen to this. Yeah. Uh, so is is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's uh, five best practices for Link Mobile and Enterprise Voice, and yeah. uh, I go through five elements of how to succeed. From um, yeah, you know. You've got to know the technology, so yeah. Link Mobile Media Flow is important. And then you need to think about unmanaged devices, how yeah. to onboard them to the correct network. And then, of course, you need to think about your wireless network yeah. and make sure you have not n enough throughput and, uh, and have good enough coverage around yeah. in the buildings where the users are. Uh, and then um, I talked about uh, two-factor authentication, actually. Right. Where um, natively in Link, with two-factor authentication, that will break the Exchange integration. Because oh, it will okay, two-factor yeah. authenticate the Link, but it can't do that to Exchange. At the moment, I suppose. Yeah, so I showed off a third party that can do this. Right, uh, okay. With some videos and stuff to, yeah. to look at the experience. Um, and then I rounded off with uh, software-defined networking and why we actually should care about that. Well, uh, over the, the, the last year or so in the UC Architects, you've, you've talked about uh, intelligent wireless, uh, but I think you've even covered software-defined networking in, 
uh, and done similar sessions in the past. Yeah. And one of the sort of things that seem to have drummed into to, to me as as someone who's not an expert on link is that wireless really matters. It's not just about throwing, you know, loads of access points everywhere. It's about it's it's deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, you of course you need to have coverage, but you need to use uh, quality service mechanics yeah. in order to either do the packet inspection and and identify the link traffic yeah. in order to prioritize that traffic over other kinds of traffic you have. Yeah. Uh, or you can use uh, software-defined networking and the SDN API, where link will tell the uh, wireless controller in advance uh, when there is going to be link traffic, what kind of modalities. Yeah. And then it, can, it knows what IP, what port, and how to optimize that traffic. So oh, that okay. was, uh, actually I had an epiphany about that because it actually is a way to uh, enable the network administrator to have more information. Yeah. So usually for a, a link guy, you, you find that information in the link logs and, yeah. and you give that to the network guy. But with the software-defined networking, the network guy actually have that information. You have the MOS scores, you have what the port, what, what IP address, what modalities. So uh, I think there is uh, actually a place for software-defined networking, especially the yeah. link way of doing it. So it's giving the right people control. Yeah, because we link guys, we don't know much about networking really. Yeah. So we know about link and, and, and personally, I, I, I know more that about networking than I would care to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of it, link is such yeah. a network centric product. So um, by enabling the right people with the right knowledge, yeah. I guess they will also start caring more about the quality in their own network. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, so you're very pleased with the turnout. You're very pleased yep. with it's a good turnout. So uh, happy with the score, uh, and I got lots of questions in the yeah. end. I actually ended up with uh, doing a pop quiz at oh the end of my what? session. <laughs> so you had a bit of time spare then at the end. Yeah, it was fun. Ah, cool. How about oh. you? How was your session? Uh, it was good. It was this morning, so it was the Friday. Uh, so I arrived on Monday evening, and then I patiently waited all week, apart from office garage yesterday, uh, to do my session which meant I missed the uh, the office party last night uh, while I, oh, I carefully drank water. Right. Uh, but it went well. Uh, so my session was uh, Black Belt PowerShell with Exchange and Office 365. Uh, really sort of trying to give zero to hero type tips uh, to the audience on how, if you're not necessarily an expert in PowerShell, but you've got a little bit of knowledge, how you can take away some really practical stuff to use. Uh, it is a try this at home session. So really advanced PowerShell session, it wasn't one of those. It wasn't how to do the most advanced things, but it was how to really kick ass with PowerShell. You know, bat belts have a lot more to learn, but they can kick somebody's ass and they can automate some interesting things and make their jobs easier. And that's the idea that people can take away the fact that PowerShell doesn't have to be, you know, scary and complex it's not a big black scary window it's it's actually you know you've got a nice user interface to use it in the integrated scripting environment and it's easy to start automating tasks yeah powershell isn't as complicated as old school command line stuff and uh, I, I talked a bit about how in the past you know unix admins does admins you know were a sort of different world away from the the, the windows server admins but the, today it, it's the future of looking after systems and trying to manage them effectively and spend less time worrying about the systems you're doing and clicking and creating users and more time really sort of engaging with the business yeah. making sure that what you're doing in IT fit it, it, it is actually productive for the company yeah. 
So it was a good session, yeah. And again, lots of questions after. Uh, I was hanging around answering questions until about 10 minutes before uh, the next chapter on stage. So, uh, right. yeah, it was good. Actually, I, I was chatting to them outside um, as, as well. There was quite a lot, which is good, which uh, hopefully, well, I'll check the scores later. Yeah, and, <laughs> and um, like. I were at your session, actually. It was interesting because you said that uh, it's good to use PowerShell if yeah. you want to avoid errors as well. Yeah, well, or you, they can cause terrible mistakes to happen. Yeah. That was the point. Because <laughs> if, uh, one, it, you can avoid errors, but two, you can do so much damage. Right. You know, because get hyphen mailbox, disable hyphen mailbox, uh, you know, pipe the two, pipe one into the other. Uh, thankfully, it confirms, but if you, if you confirm false because you thought you were getting the right subset, Wow, you could you could cause yourself to have a very bad day. Yeah, I think that's exactly pretty much what I said on stage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a long week waiting for the session. Yeah, so it is. Uh, and it's nice to finally be able to relax. Next time, I'd like to have a session on the Tuesday morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then enjoy the rest of the week. Right. <laughs> so yes, uh, very good, and and enjoyed it. So my first tech head at all and my f and uh, speaking at it so I don't, you don't get better than that yeah it's uh, my first ticket europe as well yeah so my first ticket was the one in houston so i'm yeah. uh, quite new at this as well yeah so and uh, and i i was surprised about the, the number of people at the conference as a whole uh, that the idea that they could cancel ticket in the future just seems ludicrous yeah because people uh, are interested and they're interested in technology or they're yeah. asking questions and that's why they're here it was a well-attended conference lots of people very engaged and there was there, there was quite a community atmosphere i saw people from the same sort of industry segments all t talking together talking about common problems they had and then coming in a, and getting us to draw out a solution for them on the whiteboards is very good yeah it's been a good week the the last thing is announcements so we're not going to try and cover off the announcements in this short segment because one there's too many and secondly We've been so busy with, with working this week, uh, we probably won't catch them all off. Uh, so we're going to talk about them with the UC Architects as a whole in a subsequent episode, you know, in the full, in the full episode. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that in the next episode and pick out the ones that are relevant to Link and Exchange uh, and, of course, Office 365 because there's a, a whole load of new stuff. Specific sessions are available now. For example, What's New in Exchange Online covers a lot of the new stuff when it's being released and what's there, uh, because there's more than just groups and clutter. They've added new features since Mech, and some of that is pretty much available now. Uh, and the same with Link. So, is, is there, were there some what's new in Link sessions uh, around? No, not really. It was no. more like uh, topics expanding on, okay. on core elements in Link. So, it's more about going deep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, we'll see you in the next episode, which I might be hosting myself. And uh, we'll talk more about those announcements then. Thanks for listening.